Hello, Chakra Queens. This episode of Chakra Girl Radio is brought to you by the brand new Rituals by Chakra Girl app, which is available on the App Store or Google Play or even on your desktop. Yes, I finally launched an app and it is a video library of all of my favorite rituals, the rituals and meditations that I do every single day for the modern spiritual woman who also enjoys the finer things in life. And you are getting a seven day free trial and I'm making it easy for you. I'm removing the guesswork from your daily spiritual work. So you can either do our daily suggested ritual that ranges from three to 30 minutes, most of them around the 12 minute mark, or you can search and choose your own ritual. You can search by time if you are in a rush and want to do something shorter, or you can also do your daily ritual based on how you feel that day. You can search by what you want to manifest, what chakra you want to work on, or if you're feeling spicy and want to access your multidimensional goddess powers, you can do one of our advanced rituals and really up your spiritual game. We believe that you're your own healer, and we're just here helping you access the tools and the knowledge and the confidence that are already within you that are going to transform your life. And we are doing everything in this app from morning gratitude to energy clearing, to time traveling, to finding your purpose, manifesting abundance, and just getting more clarity overall to deepen that intuition with so much in between. So many women are already DMing me daily, telling me that these rituals are changing their lives. So get your seven day free trial today. Go to shockergirlco.com. And I'm also giving you 15% off when you subscribe to the annual membership with the coupon code podcast. So once you've subscribed at shockergirlco.com, you can either ritual with us from the web, or you can then download the app from the app store or Google Play, enter in your username and password, and you are ready to ritual. And we're so excited to see you on the app. So go to shockergirlco.com and start your seven-day free trial and save 15% off the annual membership with coupon code podcast. Welcome to Shocker Girl Radio. We've created a community of spiritual women who know that you can still enjoy the finer things while you're on your soul's journey to live your dharma and your most chakra-aligned life. Let's dive into this episode. Welcome to Shopper Girl Radio. I'm your host and spiritual BFF, Amberly Lyons, and we are on a mission to make the world more consciously chic and quantumly connected, one activated chakra at a time. And today is our 200th episode. Can you believe it? I cannot. So today's going to be a solo episode, no interview, just a chunk of time with me and you together, touching souls. And I'm going to be sharing my journey from the very beginning to now and the key milestones and lessons that I've learned along the way. So if you're someone who is on like a path to your purpose, you're going to get some great little tidbits what to do, what not to do. (laughs) We're also going to be talking about how I really created a new earth in my life and my consciousness. And we're also going to go through some of my current spiritual up levels and what I've been working on, what I've been doing intuitively with the soul, with the mind, with the body. And guys, I have to touch on (laughs) the Will Smith slapping Chris Rock because good Lord. But before we dive into that, I need to take a moment to just thank all of you so freaking much. I would not be here at this 200th episode without you. And 
it's been a journey and I feel like I, we've recently kind of rebooted the podcast and I, I, I wouldn't even say that the full reboot has happened because I still need to re-record the intro. Good Lord. I have so much to do, but our numbers have just skyrocketed out, skyrocketed out of nowhere. And I mean, I don't know what happened. I think it's just an energy thing and I'm just so excited. So we want to keep that going. We want to keep, you know, building this great connection with you guys. Make sure you're following me on Instagram, reach out, share your episodes, send them to a friend, rate, review. See, I like never remind people to rate and review like any other podcast I listen to. They're always like, rate, review, rate us five stars. And I never do that. And so... I mean, I'm doing it now. There you go. (laughs) You're begging you on my 200th episode to tell me that you like me. Just kidding. Okay, so let's get this celebrity thing over with, you guys. Will Smith slapping Chris Rock at the Oscars. Do we believe that this was staged? I personally do, although I see valid points from the other side. Let me tell you why. First off, No one has been talking about the Oscars. No one has been talking about really any award shows and the ratings have plummeted, you guys. And here's the thing. People sitting down and actually watching the show is important to them, absolutely. But what's more important is just keeping the Oscars relevant, keeping celebrities relevant, keeping it all interesting because the interest has truly dropped. And guess what? Hollywood is a huge moneymaker for the elite. They want the celebrities to continue to be top of mind. They want us to be distracted. So they're willing to pull out all the stops. I personally believe that it was staged. I believe that Chris Rock knew. I believe that Will Smith knew. The slap was, I mean, if it were real, would there not be slow-mo reenactment, reenactments, or not reenactments, you guys, but slow-mo footage, close-ups of the hand hitting the face? That would be the first thing. And I've tried to do that, but I can't. I can't. You can't see it. There's no angle. You can't see it. It sounded fake. And so at first, because you know how the Oscars just does dumb shit to try and be funny. At first I was like, oh, they're just trying to be funny. Also let me sidebar. I was not watching the Oscars. I don't, I'm just, it just had to get that out. I just have, have seen the clips and then I watched Will Smith's speech. So I saw that, yeah, he started going up on the stage and I was like, oh, this is just a stupid joke. Like they're trying to make people laugh. But then I saw the emotion and I was like, oh no, okay. They're not trying to make people laugh. But I was like, if my initial reaction was to be like, this is fake, it's because my intuition knew that it was fake. And like, it didn't, my, my decision didn't change after that. And here's the thing. Should you be making fun of someone's fucking hair loss? No. Did he deserve to get slapped? Probably. But I mean, also such a good point that was brought up by House and Habit, who I'm obsessed with, she mentioned that Kanye gets kicked out of the Grammys. He wasn't even allowed to be at the Grammys, even though he is arguably one of the most talented rappers. And he wasn't even allowed to be there because he made jokes and went on little, kind of had little episodes on Instagram as his family was falling apart. Whereas Will Smith physically hit someone, has a six minute, arguably irate and emotional speech, and no one says boo, there's no security, nothing. 
And that again is like, this is not adding up. So that's my opinion. You are very welcome to have your own, but yeah, I mean, and on that tip too, just even thinking of how the podcast has shifted. I know you've probably noticed a shift in content. Um, I do have one negative review about how I'm all about conspiracy theories now, but here's the thing, you guys, I've had a massive awakening in 2020, which we'll talk about. And a lot of you guys did as well. So I, and I know we've had some episodes where we do really deep dive some of these celebrity conspiracies and you know what? I have fun with it and I'm, it's not meant to be super dark or light. So what I've decided, I'm actually starting a newsletter called the awakened and the link to sign up is in the show notes, but it's going to be where I'm sharing conspiracies, truth bombs, my opinions and theory, theories about topics that would really get us kicked off of the internet. So celebrity conspiracies, the elite agendas, the banks, crypto, food propaganda, all the things, but all through the lens of spiritual ascension and our journey to the new earth. And here's the thing. I don't have all the answers, but I have a lot of freaking questions And I'm going to ask those questions and I'm going to pose those questions and maybe help you to kind of illuminate some questions within you. And we're going to try and piece it together all through like fun and enlightenment because we're never going to know the full truth. And I think that's one of the biggest things to know in the awakening is that we're really waiting for this like big, I told you so moment and we may never get that and that's okay. So it's just gonna be fun. So sign up. Uh, If you actually look at your phone right now in the episode description, whether you're on Spotify or iTunes, don't do this if you're driving, but there is a sign up link there for you so you can join the newsletter. And if you haven't had this stuff come to light for you yet, I suggest rather than like shutting down these conspiracies or going into cognitive dissonance or just being like, no, I want to keep my view of celebrities the same. I'm unwilling to change it. Here's the thing. Like I get it. The first time I heard about celebrity conspiracies, I was like, what? Like, like what? Like Hollywood is what? Like, it's all a lie. Like, and I was in Bali, but at the same time I was like, tell me more. I'm ready to unlearn. I'm ready to see a different perspective. And while hearing that perspective with an open mind, then I can decide if we're immediately shutting it down before we even give ourselves some time to feel into whether it's right, then we're, we're really neglecting the possibility of other perspectives. And I know my intuition really cracked open after that kind of first delve into learning that not everything we see is the truth. And we're going to be talking about that a little bit more today when we talk about my journey and my milestones, but don't just shut it down. If you find yourself getting angry at information, just look inwards on that. Give it a chance, breathe into it, see what it feels like. And, you know, just be like, why am I blocking this information? Is it because I'm scared that it's true? And if that's if that is the reason, then there is a part of your intuition that thinks it's true. So you need to honor that. Like if you really want to honor your intuition, you need to look at it from a space of truth and love rather than fear. So sign up for the newsletter and I'll be sharing things in like a fun and light way. It's not scary. It's not doom and gloom. It's going to, yeah, just really, it's going to be freaking fun, you guys. Um, And also on that tip, daily rituals are the most important part of our continued ascension and awakening. So you can also join the waitlist to sign up for the rituals app, the waitlist for the rituals app. The app is not ready yet. Good Lord. It's taken a lot longer than I thought, but that's okay. So we'll give you guys the link to sign up for that as well. Okay. Let's dive in to the good, good, you guys. 
Okay, so one thing that you guys really wanted to hear about was my life before Chakra Girl. So I'm not going to go too deep into a timeline, but I want to talk about some of the key lessons that I've learned and how they've continued to impact me because, you know, whenever we reach a new level, sometimes we have to go back to those old lessons and fine tune them a little bit. So in my childhood, I had a single mother and we actually lived with my grandparents from the age of three to grade and my mother lived with us as well. And I always had this connection to God and religion, even though my family was not religious at all. I used to ask my mom to let me go to church with my friends. And I was just always obsessed with all things, which is Joan of Arc, the craft, <laughs> astrology, ghosts. But I was never, I didn't grow up in a spiritual household. I didn't start doing yoga until my twenties. I didn't start meditating till that time as well. And, you know, I didn't, it, it wasn't something that necessarily evolved organically or naturally for me in those early years. I had those things that I was drawn to, but I didn't, I didn't nurture them. So I would say throughout childhood and high school, the biggest lesson that I learned was that you don't need to sit at anyone's table. You can make your own table. And yes, I was popular and I had friends, but my North node is in Aries, my South node in Libra. So that means my crutch is typically to rely on others and my goal in life, which is my North node, is being an Aries to be more independent. So this pattern came up for me so many times, whether it was with other girls at school and me really wanting, like the older girls didn't like me because all the older boys liked me. And so I felt rejected by that instead of you know, pining to, to be friends with them. I made new friends. I made older friends at other schools. I made, you know, friends in my grade. And so, you know, I always kind of had that mentality and even with school, like I would always be like, Oh, I need to like be partners with someone who's smarter than me. And, you know, thinking that I couldn't do things on my own and that I always had to have someone. And I know when I first, my first business ever, actually, I always say that the jewelry business was my first business. My actual first business ever was a fashion show production business with a girlfriend of mine that went to fashion school with me. And we literally produced, we produced three fashion shows. I think we only got paid for two of them and that's fine. One of them was for an old ladies fashion line and we had the old ladies walk down the runway to the Beatles and it was so fun. And one of them was a hair show and one of them was some other like amateur, amateur hour fashion show, but it was actually so fun. And that was another thing where I was like, I can't do my own thing without a partner. And I had to shift that perspective so many times. So I think that was such a big lesson for me of being able to be independent. Um, And also my, my mom actually moved out when I was 17. So I basically lived on my own since I was 17 and I had to get my own once when I was 17, she's like, okay, you're allowed to stay in the house until you graduate. And then at that point she ended up marrying the boyfriend that she was living with And then I was really on my own. And that was another thing where it was like, okay, I can either really loathe this and be angry, or I can just pull, pull up my socks and sort it out. So I chose 
the ego response for a good year and just was so mad at my mom, didn't talk to her. And then I was like, wait, I'm stronger than this. I can do this. I don't need the help. I can make it happen on my own, you know, got a job and sorted it all out. And I, it's so, it's such a fine line between going into the story of no one supports me versus I can do this on my own. And there's a really fine line between that and I don't need anyone and like, you know, having this wall up around your heart. And I've definitely had to walk that fine line many times. But there's also another layer in that about learning to love being alone, learning to love and trust your resilience, learning to really honor your alone time, your time to create, your time to brainstorm, your time to um, not be in a place of doing, but be in a place of being, which is something that I learned in my 20s when I started doing yoga and meditation. And this really came into play a lot with my business as well. And this is when I started my business and when my husband and I were getting engaged, they, they were really happening in parallel. And so a huge lesson at that time was learning again how to be supported because when I was launching my business, I needed help with that. I hired a coach. I had to ask friends to pull in favors, you know, and then, you know, having letting a man into your life when you're used to being so independent is another like situation where you need to open up to allow yourself to be supported. So that was, you know, those are big themes that I've always been working with and they'll continue to grow and evolve. So then at that point I got married, you know, had this successful business and was more open to being supported. And then in 2018, so that was all kind of happening throughout my early twenties. And then in 2018, when I was in my late twenties, this was my first awakening. So this is when I was in Bali and I was hosting a retreat and I was really working on my worthiness at the time. I actually had a breakdown at the retreat thinking that no one likes me. And in hindsight, like, and truthfully, everyone had the best time. And there were like clients that flew all the way to Bali to see me. So pretty sure they liked me. Um, But it was the first time I really like traveled and felt free. Like I was financially free and it was amazing. Also where I learned about conspiracies. And again, like this really awakened me because not only was I learning about these different perspectives, it was happening simultaneously as I was stepping into my worthiness. And it was really interesting because as I was willing to look at my wounds and I was able to question myself and really look at my darkness, only at that time was I willing to look at the darkness in the world. And I feel like so many people that are afraid to look at you know different truths in the world or to shift their perspective are also afraid of either looking at or taking accountability of their wounds and are still playing that blame game, are still wanting to play victim. And I'm not saying everyone, I'm not saying if you don't believe in Pizzagate, then you have a victim mentality. It's not everyone. I do not want a blanket statement. I know for myself and, you know, other clients that I've had and people that I know, like that has been the situation. But once you're willing to look inside, you're also cracking open your, your third eye and your vision of what's happening on the outside. So after the retreat and really feeling more into my worthiness, really having a new perspective of life is when my business really popped off because I was seeing things from a heightened perspective, a higher consciousness. And then I launched the podcast shortly after that. So I started working 
with PR, my friend Jennifer Jaden from Gal Media, shout out. And she encouraged me to start a podcast. And from a spiritual standpoint, at this point, I was doing a lot of Kundalini. In fact, for my birthday that year, my husband got me Kundalini teacher training. And on the last day of the training, it was so wild. I was like lying there in my room, meditating, visualizing everything I wanted and visualizing all my goals. And I had like just started the podcast and I had this pull to like go check my email. And at that time I well, like just ran to my computer and checked it. I don't know what made me do that. And Lauren from the Skinny Confidential had emailed me saying they want to sign me to their podcast network. And I've actually never really spoken about this entire thing publicly, okay? And there's no bad blood at all on my end, but obviously I'm not with them anymore. <laughs> um, and I think I did talk about this a little bit, but I didn't go into it, but there was just me like, so they had this podcast network with, you know, I think 20 podcasts on it. There was only me and one other girl that weren't in LA recording in the studio. Cause I live in Vancouver and I would go every like six weeks, I would go record in the studio. So my sound quality was not the best. They also wanted me to like do ads for things like HelloFresh that, I mean, I did do them and I felt like a sellout because I do not find that HelloFresh is very fresh and they would get, you know, they wouldn't like when I would say, I don't want to do that ad because they would get paid when I did ads. Right. So there was a little bit of situation there. And then they also didn't want me talking about my own products because they wanted me selling other people's products on my podcast. And I was like, okay, well, you know, Lauren talks about her things. Uh, and I just didn't really understand why I wasn't allowed to do that, but it was fine. I listened. And then, um, and then I ended up like one day, uh, it was kind of like a a few things. So one day I was like, fuck it. I'm talking about this product that I have. Like I had this meditation bundle and I was like, no, the world needs this. And it's my thing. And it's only $27. And I'm going to talk about it on my podcast. And they got mad about that. And then there was also a situation where I was interviewing someone and their dog was barking in the background and they, I was like, like, it was such a good conversation. I didn't want to stop her. And like the barking wasn't that loud. And I was like, honestly, if I was listening to a podcast that was this good and there was a dog barking in the background that wasn't that loud, it wouldn't bother me. And it didn't bother me. And it still today wouldn't bother me. I'm not about perfection guys, but they didn't like that. So anyways, they were like, this isn't working. You're not listening to me. And we were, I was like, okay, yeah, you know what? We have obviously have different visions for how this is supposed to go. So Anyways, that was what happened there. Okay, so let's have a quick chat about luxury and spirituality. If you are listening to this, I am sure you enjoy the finer things in life, that you're super intentional, and that means you would love my jewelry brand, Prism. And no, it's not that hippy-dippy spiritual jewelry. It's like chic, elegant, gold and silver jewelry with your choice of diamonds or white topaz, and every piece is made with intention. We have a solar plexus activating necklace that makes you more abundant, and I get so many compliments on it. It's called the Sunray Necklace. We have a moon necklace that reminds you to honor all sides of yourself, even your shadows, and we have an entire fifth dimension 5D consciousness collection if you are ready to go super deep into your ascension. And I'll also add that I have two beautiful co-founders. One of them is my amazing friend Chantal, who designs all of our jewelry. And the other is Whitney Rose from The Real Housewives of Salt Lake City. Yes, one of my business partners is one of The Real Housewives. And I have married all my favorite things in life, spirituality, fashion, and reality TV. But I digress. It is time to treat yourself. Get something chic. Don't wait for someone else 
to buy jewelry for you. Women have this weird thing about buying jewelry for themselves, but in my opinion, jewelry is something that becomes part of your soul. So you need to pick it out for yourself with your intentions in mind. So go treat yourself. I'm giving you 11% off anything on the shop. Yes. A discount for diamonds. It's unheard of. So go to prismlifestyle.co and use chakra girl at checkout. And every piece also comes with an intention setting ritual to infuse your own intentions into your jewelry to just create the best life. So go to prismlifestyle.co and use code chakra girl at checkout. Um, but yeah, so there was just friction on both ends and it was kind of like, that was just kind of the last straw. But again, I had to bring myself back to the energy of, I don't have to sit at this table. And also I will say that they used those as excuses to drop me from the network, but they also dropped two of the, the only two other small podcasts, one of which was also not recording in the studio. So I, and then they like signed all these bigger podcasts. I feel like they were just like trying to make it my fault and shaking, like finding a way to uh, end our contract. But that's again, that's my celebrity conspiracy, but again, no bad blood. It just wasn't a fit, but I get it. They were growing their business. And, but yeah, I don't, I just was like, I don't have to sit at this table, but I was also really embarrassed, depressed, felt like all the dreams I had at the beginning of, you know, starting the podcast, I felt like maybe this just wasn't my pack. Maybe I'm not meant to be doing this. Um, and then I started making more money than ever in my business. And the podcast started to kind of take a back seat. So at that point, that was like mid 2019, And I was with the podcast network for just over a year. And it's crazy to think that you guys, because it seems so long ago, but the end of 2019 was right before 2020. And I feel like the beginning of 2020, I remember like it was yesterday, but anyways, energetically, I wanted to hide and I did not really, yeah, I just wasn't really putting effort into the podcast. And I worked with a few different PR companies to help me with the podcast. And I just wasn't feeling it. I found myself getting annoyed with the podcast. But again, like a huge lesson that I learned here was to step back and look at what I wanted. Like now it was like, okay, I've proven myself. And I knew that I had this story that when I get help, I'm going to get abandoned or when I get help, it's not healthy or it's not safe to be helped. So it's almost like I was expecting that, but I also did so much inner work during this time because I had to, like, I felt embarrassed. I felt upset. Like I was sad. It It really forced me to look at these shadows. And I worked with some really deep spiritual coaches and did a ton of healing and learning and growing. And I realized that there's this dichotomy of allowing support while also trusting myself to know that if I am exiled or abandoned or not allowed to sit at a table that everything always turns out okay and it always has in my past and when I can just stop fucking feeling sorry for myself then I can become bigger than ever and at the end of 2019 early 2020 is when I was just killing it and you know biggest career milestones you know hitting a hundred thousand dollars a month you know minimum and then you know, that was really a second awakening during this time, doing all of this inner work. And, you know, I was doing astral traveling, connecting to my starseed planets, doing all this goddess work. I lost 15 pounds. I started, you know, making more money than ever. I was buying all the designer things that I thought were so important at that time. And I, my husband was working, he was able to leave his job and was working with me in my business. And 
again, just like biggest lesson there was to really focus on what really mattered. (laughs) And being a boss babe was just no longer important to me. So it was like, I'd created this desire to be this big boss babe, to sit at the table with all the other big boss babes. And, and then it's like, okay, wait, but I've done all these things now. And I've sat at those tables and I've hit those milestones. And I realized that it wasn't that important to me. And I started to burn out and I wanted to hide in the backstage of my business and focus on my growth and my husband and my dog. And I was honestly just so over it with the coaching, but felt like it was my identity and like it was what was making me money. And I was like, okay, I need to keep doing this. So in 2021, I decided to rebrand. And this is when I hired the other amazing ladies to help me with the podcast. They were the co-host. So I was only hosting one episode a month. They were hosting the rest of them. And I started sharing more awake content, being more myself, but also kind of like hiding a little bit. And I also launched Prism at this time. And, you know, it was, I would say if someone says like, have you made a mistake in your business? I would say probably that, like probably the hiding and rebranding to where I was behind the scenes because it wasn't from a place of integrity. It was from a place of burnout and from a place of fear. And looking back, if I would have just, you know, stuck to, more consistency and less burnout and and just like, you know, doubled down a little bit more on that self-care and looked at those shadows a little bit more deeply than I wouldn't have done that. But then again, once I did that, once I kind of stepped back, it gave me the space to start doing that inner work. It gave me the space to start doing that really, really deep, deep dive. So after it was already said and done and I was already behind the scenes, I started looking at those shadows and started being like, no, no, I'm not meant to be behind the scenes. And that's when I decided like, okay, no, I need to come back out and and be seen in this. And This is where I also had a big up level in my marriage because I was kind of in this place of being, you know, the breadwinner and the dynamic was off. Actually, I don't even want to say that because my husband has always been investing for our future, whereas I was like providing the living money, (laughs) but the dynamic was just off because I was, you know, feeling a lot of pressure. And as a generator with three, five lines or whatever the hell, I'm not a human design expert, but I am prone to feeling a lot of fucking pressure. And as I was able to step back from that pressure, I remember I had to talk with my husband and I was like, I was like, I don't know what we're going to do, but I need to, you know, I've now relaunched my business, spent a bunch of money on to be like hiding behind the scenes. And now I am realizing that that was from a place of fear and I need to put myself back out there, but that's going to require like a full restructuring and change in my business. And I need to step back from making money and having all this pressure on myself. I don't know how we're going to make the money, but Uh, you know, we've got a really expensive lifestyle and we're, and we just kind of realized that the energetic dynamic between us, when he's in his masculine and I'm in my feminine and I'm in my place of creating and he's in his place of providing, that's when we are strongest. And so we shift back into that. We didn't know how we were going to do it, but as soon as I stepped back and released pressure from myself, my husband majorly stepped up and just started like, you know, started his own little thing on the side with investments. And he's been 
killing it (laughs) and really alleviating that pressure so that I can create. And of course, the more you create, the more you know, success you're having. So we really allowed us to skyrocket to get together, which is really magical. And it allowed us to just, you know, create that deeper bond. And that's when, yeah. So that's when I was like, I'm retiring and we'll figure it out as we go. Um, so yeah, I really did retire from all the coaching. It's nothing against coaching. I just don't want to be in that box. Like I said, it's a lot of pressure. I already feel pressure. It wasn't feeling in alignment. And I think my biggest lesson over the last last year is to be in alignment and honor my feminine and do only things that light me up. And I should be doing it from afar. Like I should not be so easily accessible where people are like, you know, paying to talk to me. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like as a coach, that's what it felt like. It was like, they're paying for me to give them my energy. And I was like, I, you know, with the amount of money that they're paying me, I need to give them a lot of my energy. So that was a lot of pressure. I was damn good at what I did. You guys, I was damn good at what I did, but my truth and my most powerful energy is just by influencing from afar (laughs) and, you know, sharing my voice, sharing, you know, that just expansive energy and encouraging other people to do the same. So also they tried to like, they try to like push this girl boss movement on us to get out of our flow. Again, here's another little tidbit of conspiracy, like the whole thing about girl boss and like toxic mess masculinity. Men should be way more feminine. And here's the thing. Men do have feminine energy and they should honor that side in themselves, but it doesn't matter. And here, let's not even talk about like the sexual orientation. Cause it doesn't matter if it's two men, two women in a relationship, you need to have balance in your relationship. And one person is going to lean more to the feminine. One is going to lean more to the masculine. And those people need to lean into their energies that are innately theirs and feel right for them. And that is when you will be this powerful, like think of like a battery. You need the negative and the positive in order for that battery to ignite. So that's, you know, that's when the power really in your relationship can expand. And, and here's another thing I learned too, is that my value doesn't come from being the biggest girl boss or how much money I make. It's not from, you know, it's, it's by allowing people to be in my energy and sharing my insights in my life and my perspective, not from a place of you have to, you know, do this thing. You have to pay me to find out how. And I just feel like, I was so over the spiritual dick measuring, like so many people being like, "Mm, I have the number one way that's going to make you happy and pay me to find out how. And like, here's the thing. Again, I've hired many coaches. They've changed my life in many ways. For me, as someone who, like I said, feels a lot of pressure. It's not for me. So (laughs) that's why I'm launching the app. It's something that's only $7 a month and I record it on my own time and I share it with the world and it's interactive in that obviously I want to have community feel around it, but it's not where people are always having access to my energy. So sign up for the wait list, you guys, for the app. It's going to be amazing. But yeah, I had to strip away the person I thought I was so I could get back in touch with the version of me, the true version of me, not the business version of me. And it's really been an adjustment. And I've also left things really up in the air with Prism and I'm letting that ride out. If anyone wants to buy it, let me know. (laughs) But yeah, that was another thing. Like there's so many things stripping away where I'm like, I want to just focus on creating. So maybe you're feeling that too. 
but that's really why I decided to, I decided to start the app. I've always taught that you should teach the world the biggest thing that has changed your life the most. And at one time that was business at one time that was coaching at one time that was those kind of like, kind of, you know, foundational things about spirituality and, you know, teaching that as it related to business. But, you know, the thing that I've always come back to in any of these milestones and any of these ups and downs and any of these roller coaster moments is my daily ritual, is my intuition, is my, my connection, is my awakening, is my ascension. And that's why I know that's what I meant to share with the world. And it's been a journey. <laughs> it has been a journey. So this leads me to how I've created a life outside of the systems outside of the matrix. And here's the thing, like I've always said, we create our own freedom and I've always been one to find loopholes, but yeah, basically we felt like our freedom's been taken away. You know, we couldn't go to restaurants, we couldn't travel, you know, our food is being tampered with, our bodies are being tampered with, nature is being tampered with. And it really was making me feel really heavy. And I, I, I go through periods where I feel heavy about it. I haven't for a long time. I like to think that's over now. But I'm really create. I'm really preaching like creating a life outside of this. Like this, this fifth dimensional consciousness is really heaven on earth, and that's where we can build a world outside of all this. So, like, if you have a job that tells you you can't come to work unless you have a certain medical status, then that's live. That's you know the matrix defining your freedom. If you have an online business where no one tells you when you can and cannot work, then you are you know living in your own freedom. You know we've found ways to travel. We have you know hosted dinner parties instead of going to restaurants. We're moving to a place where we can grow our own food. We actually just bought a quarter of a cow so that we can have our own, you know, grass-fed organic food. And without worrying about, you know, what's going on and who's putting what in what. So it's like, Think of what's important to you and think of the things that you think have been taken away and the freedoms that have been taken away and then find the loophole, find a way to do it on your own. It's actually not hard. And that's, you know, it doesn't, it's like, it doesn't necessarily start with that linear approach. It starts with the higher consciousness approach of knowing that you create your own freedom and accessing every single day, walking into every single day from the energy of freedom. And like my, my husband and I, we always say we're always five steps ahead of them. We're just always five steps ahead. Um, so just know what's going on and know that when you're in fifth dimensional consciousness, you aren't really affected by anything that's going on. You just aren't. So that is, that is how we've really made these shifts and not gone into like a super dark place during this up level to the new earth and some of the spiritual up levels and rituals that have been helping me. One huge mindset shift that I've been working with right now is just that trauma is nothing but a spicy memory. (laughs) And I can't remember where I saw that and I wish I could credit the person, but it really made me LOL. But I, and I'm um, guilty of this as well, because I used to teach like trauma is a repeating energy pattern and you really cannot release it. And you're going to keep repeating the same issues because it's ingrained in your energy and you need to release it from your energy. And here's the thing. Is there a part of that, that, that is true? Yes. Is there a part of you that knows you need to energetically release your trauma? You need to physically release your trauma and and mentally release your trauma hundred percent. But if we are 
convincing ourselves that it is this crazy loop that keeps happening, then we see ourselves as the trauma, that it's still ours, it's still our loop. But if we can look at it as this is something in the past, this is a spicy memory, and when I think of it, it just brings up an emotional charge, then I know that the more I think of this spicy memory and the more I allow myself to feel it, then that loop can't keep attacking me. It goes away. I'm seeing it as the past. I'm not seeing it as this current loop that's still affecting me. I know that can be easier said than done, but just that quick little shift of being like, no, I am not my trauma. This loop is gone. It is from the past. And then just like, giving it up to the universe is so, so powerful. Another little shift. I used to have a really hard time using the word God or like using Jesus as a guide because I had all of these preconceived notions about religion and how religion was bad and blah, 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 blah. That's really changed. I've been listening to Joel Osteen on Spotify. (laughs) He's like, he is a preacher at a non-denominational church or pastor, I guess you would call him guys. I don't know all the terms, but he is really sharing the word of God in a kind of non-scary way. And yes, he is Christian. I don't consider myself Christian, but I feel like opening up to this bigger perspective of this prime creator and seeing that energy in so many different lights. Like some people think God is the sun. And sometimes I use that you know, that energy when I'm talking to God. Some people think that God is a person. Some people think that God is an energy that unites all of us. And I mean, it's, I think it's kind of all of those things. So really just, I've been exploring my own relationship with God and Jesus. And I actually wrote a whole article on it on Prism that you can read at prismofficial.co. So yeah, I just think that's like a huge up level for me because it's, it almost like simplifies it. It's like, yes, we have our oracle cards, we have our crystals, we have all these things, but ultimately what we're looking, we're all looking for is a deeper connection to source, to God and a deeper guidance and more light and more love over fear. And so when we can channel that directly to one entity, (laughs) um, the uniting entity that unites us all, I find that it's allowed me to make it, I, I feel like it's easier for me to feel the guidance and the connection when it's done in that way. Maybe it's not for everyone. Maybe you still have religious trauma. That's totally fine. But that trauma is just a spice in memory, you guys. Um, I've also like reading a course in miracles has been helpful for me. I'm, I'm reading it. I'm reading like the full book. I know a lot of people do like the workbook. I'm not doing the workbook. I'm not doing the Marianne William thing, Marianne Williamson thing. I wasn't, I tried that. It really was not resonating, but just reading it. And because that's the thing too, it's like, why? I don't need to put anyone between me and God. I can just go directly to the source and use my own mind to determine how I read that passage. And the Course in Miracles essentially is the spiritual Bible. It's like Jesus channeled. And so it is spiritual. It's not considered religious, but it does, you know, talk about God and Jesus. And that's how we can really build our relationship with that connection. And no, I'm not going to go all Doreen Virtue and totally denounce all my spirituality and become a Baptist and think that spirituality is the devil. That's not happening. I also talk about that in my article on Prism. So yeah, that's the biggest, that's kind of my awakening, my current awakening, awakening to God, awakening to Jesus. So we've had many awakenings, you guys, and it's been a freaking journey. And I want to thank you guys for 
for being a part of this journey. This is a lot of rambling. I hope this made sense. I was bouncing around a lot, but I mean, you guys wanted to know the info. I gave you kind of all the dirt, the good, the bad, the ugly, and yeah, I'm just excited for another 200 episodes, you guys, and it's going to be amazing, fantastic. Uh, Someone also asked if I could do an episode on my rituals, like just a full episode on my rituals. They actually wanted me to do that in this episode, but it would be way too long. So I'm going to do a separate episode on that. So stay tuned for that. So you guys, thank you so, so much. Sign up for the newsletter. Sign up for the waitlist for the app. Comment, rate us five stars, review. Tell us that you love the podcast. Share it with a friend. Share it on Instagram. Just, you know, share the love if you made it this far in listening. Like, wow, I commend you. Thank you so much. Again, like I want you to know the gratitude runs deep and I love you all. And I'm just so, so, so grateful to be able to do this for you guys and to be a part in some small way of your ascension or just even brightening your day here or there. So thank you for allowing me into your home, into your heart, into your ears, and we will see you on on the gram and we'll catch you next week on the pod. Thank you so much for listening. Make sure to follow along with us on Instagram at Shocker Girl Co. And if you loved this episode, please give us a five-star review and write us a little comment. We'd love to hear from you. 